Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. You know me. You know Hayden. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Rob Dobbs himself, a.k.a. Josh Dobbs. And we have a special segment with our returning guest, Christian Kuntz, who will be part of a short time with Long Snapper. But first, we got to jump into the game. Um, man, it, it really upset me to lose a game like that. Um, we got beat on all fronts, uh, offense, defense, special teams, uh, and um, the the score is reflective of it. Um, and, you know, we had a long plane ride to think about that and uh, hopefully we can clean up some things, but um, that that loss, um, you go from, instead of going to three to one, you go to two and two. Uh, but the only silver lining you have coming out of that game is uh, you win this game versus Baltimore, um, you can jump to number one in the AFC North, and uh, that's all we can do for ourselves. Um, we have to learn to accept the loss and learn from it. But uh, a lot of growing, a lot of understanding. Um, and a lot of getting better from here on forward. Yeah, that was ugly, man. I, uh, I'm always curious, since you're not playing, it's kind of a new experience for you. How difficult is that to watch, knowing you really can't do anything about it? Um, in the moment, I don't really think like that. Um, I think for me, it's, you know, asking my teammates what they need, what are they seeing, um, you know, whether it's offense or defense, trying to be there, uh, trying to motivate from the sidelines, um, and, you know, you can affect the game just by your energy alone, I always think. And, you know, if, if you're into it and um, you're serious and you really care about it, man, you you, you let your, your energy show that way. Um, obviously, it didn't get done. It wasn't enough. Um, but, you know, if you if, if we if I could talk about what we talk about in meetings, it was just we have to be better. We have to execute at a higher level. Um, we need to be more physical. Um, that's a challenge set. And that's a challenge that I can't handle, but the guys will. And we have to address it, and it starts in practice. So looking forward to this week. Wednesday is going to be rough. Thursday should be rough, too. Uh, and Friday, hopefully, we're, we're gearing back up, ready to go, and, you know, crossing off our, all our T's and dotting our I's because uh, Baltimore is coming in, and, man, they, they are looking very good right now. Um, they have a really good uh, quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Um, and they have a lot of guys around them that, you know, can be very deadly. And then you talk about that kicker. He hits from wherever. As soon as they cross the 50, they're in good range. So Justin Tucker does not make it easy on any soul. And that all said, we haven't even got a chance to talk about the defense. So all these different things coming into play, uh, but they're coming home. They're coming to our house. Um, and uh, Mike T always likes to say, uh, there's nothing mystical about this place. Uh, it's the players um, and the way we play uh, that make it mystical. So hopefully we can address that and be able to attack it on Sunday. Yeah, it feels like Baltimore might be the only team in the league where the kicker is on the scouting report, um, but he's a really good one. Uh, you mentioned Wednesday and Thursday practices. Tomlin said there will be changes, padded practices. What does that mean exactly to the fans who don't know what that means? Just means we're we're going to get our uh, we're going to harden ourselves for this fight. You know, I think um, you know with the padded practices, you get more of hitting. Um, you get the you know. Offensive linemen are going to sustain blocks a little bit longer. Defensive linemen are going to attack the line. Uh, running backs are going to be tackled a little bit more. Linebackers get to, you know, fit up and really uh, come downhill. Um, and sometimes we don't have all your pads on. Uh, you can get into a false safe of, uh, of security where you think, oh, I made that play. Or, you know, oh, I would have made that play. Man, you got to show that in practice because I feel like that's the only way you show if you're ready for a game. Um, I think we'll have a good game plan, but it's up to us to execute. All right. I was watching Pat McAfee before we got on the record today, and I saw something. I'm like, I cannot believe we're four weeks in the season to talk about this. But he said the way things are going in Pittsburgh, he could potentially see this being Mike Tomlin's last season in Pittsburgh. And I, it's kind of crazy to me to hear that talk, isn't it? Damn, it's the fourth week. How many more weeks we got? I love Pat. And, you know, um, I know he has a segment called 
call it on there. Um, don't overreact, but damn, don't overreact yet, man. Um, you know, I want to have a say in this, to say it's his last season. Um, and hopefully it's a positive one. You know, I think for me, um, personally, I want to get back to make sure I can help out and change that, that narrative. Um, but every guy has got to take responsibility for that. Uh, we love coach T. Um, we're very fortunate to have a man of his character and how he pushes us. Um, but everybody's entitled to their opinion and we got to go out there and attack it. Um, the only way you attack it and the only way you get the stench off of you is by winning on Sunday, um, and showing that we have a better outing and, uh, just looking forward to, for our guys to really accept that and go forward with it. All right. We got to talk about Kenny. He went down late in that game on Sunday. Um, are you worried about the injury? Where's his health at? Have you seen him in the locker room? I've seen reports. He's walking around the locker room. Okay. You're my correspondent here. So what do you got for me? Yeah. Um, I can't give you any, um, inside trader advice for your fantasy team. Uh, <sighs> but you know, I think Kenny, he's one of those guys similar to Ben that man, he won't, if he can be out there, he's going to be out there. Um, he's not one of the, those guys is like, ah, let's give it a week or two. He is a guy who attacks everything. He's not hiding from it. He knows how much he means to the team. Um, and if he can give it a go, he's going to give it a go. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, you know, we got some time and we'll, we'll see if he's ready for Sunday. Um, whether it's not ready for Wednesday, but I think I heard he might be practicing. So we'll see. You heard, you don't know, you can't, you can't even tell us that. I can't tell you that. Um, I, I want to be re respective of Kenneth Pickett's, um, you know, in injury and, you know, just like I would for me as well. I don't need well, anybody else reporting on how I feel. Where are you at injury wise? I mean, I'm, I'd imagine you're going to try to play this week with how last week went. Um, but where are you at? Give us an update on your health. I haven't really ha talked to you much about it. It was my choice. I'd be playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, that should not be happening. You know, and uh, I'll just say uh, we got some work to do. Nothing. You can't even give me a week that we're looking for. Obviously, we got Baltimore this week. We got to buy. And then I think you guys are in L.A. Are we thinking any time frame here? I'm, you know, just just anything. Anything? Um, I, I can't give anything yet. Uh, All right. The smile makes good. me feel good. Though. I, will, <laughs> I will say uh, the smile makes me feel good. Uh, talk to me about this week, though. What does Baltimore week mean to you? Man, it's a slugfest. Um, dating back to even before I was a part of this team, uh, Baltimore um, it usually comes down to one possession. Um, I think if you look at the average of the last 10 to 15 games, I think it's separated by, you know, seven points or less. Uh, and <clears throat> understanding how big each uh, possession is, offensive, defensively, uh, the hitting yardage from the special teams is always a big component in this. Um, the punting has got to be huge. Um the taking care of the ball, the team that usually takes care of the ball and the, these opportunities usually wins this game. Um, I know we've been able to force turnovers on Lamar before, um, and they've done the same too, but you have to control the turnover margin. Uh, and then it's just a, a grueling game. This game has changed uh, the NFL in a whole. You know, we've had uh, penalties that have come about and changed this game. Um, you know, with the Heinz Wards and the Ed Reeds and the Ray Lewis's and um, Ryan Clark's, um, this game has changed so many teams and you have to be ready for that. Um, it's going to be a war of attrition. It's not going to be just a one play. Oh, you're done. Uh, you, you, you slayed the beast. It takes, man, it's, 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 a, it's a heavyweight title fight. You know, it's shot after shot. Uh, and how long can you withstand it? How long can you keep battling back? Uh, and I'm hoping our guys are ready for that. Uh, you're obviously not playing. They have a new OC. How much mm -hmm. a part of the game plan are you and how much film are you watching this week on them? Oh, I'm watching everything um, because I just want to be an extension of, you know, the players and the coaches. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we like to think that, They'll, they'll switch some things up, but I think we have to be ready for them to come in and run the ball on, on offense. Um, the last couple of weeks, we haven't been great on the run game, um, and it showed. Um, 
you know, if we can control the run game, we'll have a lot more success when we don't. And it's a, it's a crapshoot or it's a mudslide. You have to control uh, the line of scrimmage um, on both sides of the ball. But on defensively, especially, we got to get after the run game. I think that's one thing that I've learned from you just doing this show is that you really want to stop the run. Uh, that is like, oh, yeah. that is your number one thing. Anytime we talk about any game plan or anything, is but let me explain run. it to you. You know why I say stop the run? Um, and you do everything else off of it, right? Right. I mean, because, you know, we everybody likes to talk about the pass. The second you don't stop the run, you ain't getting to the, the pass. You ain't having those opportunities. It's about if you're able to stop the run, you can light your hair on fire. You can get after the quarterback. You can have as many sacks as you want. Um, you know, all we want is opportunities as pass rushers to really get after them. Uh, but the key to unlocking that is stopping the run, making sure, you know, we make a stand, making sure we fight for every blade of grass. It comes down to everybody just staying in their, 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 their gap, uh, doing their assignment. And then when we do that, man, it, it becomes way easier. Uh, it's a lot easier said than done. But I'll tell you, any team, um, when you can get stops as well and three and outs and your offense is putting up points and you see the offense start to get into a hurry-up mode where you know they're in a state of panic and they have to rush things, they have to start throwing and abandon the run, man, that's, that's all you can hope for as a defense. Uh, but to get there, you're either stopping the run or you're getting off the field. Um, and those are two things we got to do immediately. Um, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see, especially against that team. It feels like it's even more important. Um, one quick thing I wanted to ask you about chase Claypool's kind of in the news lately. He was a healthy scratch, made some comments too, that I think probably upset the bears. What do you do in that situation? If one of your top offensive players is maybe struggling in, uh, with something and what do you do as a team leader? You know, it was kind of unfortunate because I feel like he got asked the question and what was he supposed to do? Just say, yes, uh, they're using me properly and everything. I, I don't think it was really a selfish thing, but I think uh, when when a player um, is going through a rough time, um, it's up to the team rally around them. Um, it's up for everybody to kind of, you know, bring them along and kind of have their back. Um, is it always going to be perfect? No, man. Um, this game is humbling. This game, um, you know, has produced diamonds in a rough. Um, but it's also produced, you know, hard times for a lot of people. And uh, to say, like, because he answered that question, he should be benched. Man, teach the guy. Teach him how to be better. Um, you know, it's not always going to be, you know, roses all the time. Um, you know, Chase is trying to get back and trying to be a, a contributor for their team. Um, but we'll see. Um, the social media of it all is just – it kind of it kind of baffles me at times because because of what one person said in the media that has a, a an influence on a locker room an influence on you know if he should even dress it's just it it like what are we trying to do here win games or are we trying to appease other people I, I don't have time for that and you know you would think other organizations don't have time for that either all right guys and with that said. We have our special, special guest, Josh Dobbs on uh, from last week uh, before the 49ers game. Guys, take a listen. Let us know what you think. Um, but I really had a, a great time talking to Rob Dobbs. So here you go. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer must be valid. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wage only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount or qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited, no one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Special, special guest, the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, Rob Dobbs. How you feeling, brother? (laughs) (laughs) You have to start with the nickname, man. Come on now. Yo, my uh, QB coach here, Izzy, he's been trying to call me. Uh, Rob Dobbs and make me accept it, and every single time I just don't respond. So why are you not accepting Rob Dobbs? It's is a great the name. name. It's a great. You're an actor if you're Rob Dobbs. You're not a quarterback. You'd be an actor. So that's like my post career name. I got to accept it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't Rob think it's post career. I think like when you look at it, it's like the Cardinals traded for Joshua Dobbs, and then when you got that freaking win last week, they got Rob Dobbs, <laughs> and they need to accept it. Rob Dobbs is about to take off. Rob Dobbs has jerseys already. Joshua Dobbs doesn't have jerseys, but Rob Dobbs has jerseys. That's true. That's true. I just, the Rob, my dad, my dad's first name is Robert. So he grew up Robert. He grew up, he went by his middle name. His middle name is Kerry, K E R R Y. And so when he met my mom, she started calling him Robert. And so, but I feel like, like whenever we go to family reunions, like, go to my grandma's house. He's still Carrie, so he's still his middle name. So I feel like he had to give up his middle name. You know, he didn't, he don't want to give it up. So I'm trying not to give up Josh, man. I got to I got to keep it as long as I can. And you will. But we we got to get a little bit honest here. Um because I feel like fans thought this year was going to be more of a tanking year. And you come into a situation, what were you thinking? I'm trying to play, man. I'm trying to win. Come on now. <laughs> There That's it. Go. I mean, you know, like as players, man, like everyone, 
no matter where you are, no matter, you know, whatever the preseason rankings are or the opinions, like there's, they're always there, like on both sides, both sides of the spectrum. But as mm-hmm. a player and what I've learned just in my career, man, like these opportunities called play, compete, perform, do what you love can be so slim sometimes. So like whatever those outside perceptions are, you're just trying to go play, go out, play good football. You're trying to go win games and everything else will take care of itself. So, and that, that's how I feel. That's how every player that's out there on the field every Sunday. I mean, we put in, as you know, Cam, like we put in a ton of hours, ton of hard work. Shoot. Like when the season, when the soup, after the Super Bowl has happens and you're probably similar, like every player has their regiment. They're like, okay, you know, we weren't in the Super Bowl. So. Boom, I'm going to go hang out with the fam. I'm going to catch up on some family time. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do whatever. But after the second week of February, it's like, all right, here's my schedule of getting ready for the season. That's Mm -hmm. four or five months out. And so you go through that whole process. You go to OTAs. You go through mini camp. You go through camp. And so, you know, it's kind of like a slap in the face for someone to say, all right, when the season comes, after you put in all that work, you're not about to go out and put your best foot forward and try to win football games. So... Every time I step on the field, I know my teammates feel the same. Like we're trying to compete and we're and we're we're competing to win. And you know, we've been playing some really good football. We have some really good opponents ahead of us as well, but we're excited to go compete and keep stacking weeks. Well, you, you know, you brought up the off season and you know, watching you last year in Tennessee, did you think you were gonna have more of a starting role after getting to play a lot more? I was hoping to have an opportunity. You know, I know that situation was crazy how it happened. You know, I felt like I played well the last couple of games of the season. Obviously, it helps when you win and the games were mm-hmm. close, man, which was able to pull them out during my time in Tennessee. Um, but I felt like there was um, hopefully going to be an opportunity to go on start. There's only 32 pos- positions out there, though, to start on, on day one. So it's not like, you know, they're just handing them out like cupcakes on Sundays. You know, you got to go out and earn it, which I recognize. Um, so my goal, I, I was a free agent again at the end of the season. And it was really just to find a place um, where I felt like I had the best opportunity to compete and potentially play. I chose going to Cleveland, was there. Uh, but it was really cool to make it out to Arizona. Like I talked to them during free agency. I knew Drew, um, who was the OC here, who's my QB coach in Cleveland. Izzy, who's my QB coach here. Uh, was the QB assistant coach in Cleveland last year. So it was really cool to see them step into bigger roles for their careers. And then obviously to get the call that you're getting traded to Arizona was cool because, you know, short notice, you know, the expectations for you to start week one. And so for coaches that spent um, eight months with me the year before to, you know, see my work ethic, to see how I prepare and to trust that, you know, coming in, being in a, a different system, similar offense, different system, but learning new people, new personnel, new logistics at playing the quarterback position only in a couple of weeks to come out and compete and play good football. You know, it meant a lot to me. And obviously um, it was the next opportunity for me to go out and shoot, live my dream, you know, be a starting quarterback, be a day one quarterback and go out and compete. Dude, I can't believe how positive you just took that. <laughs> because, like, for Cleveland to, you know, sign you and then trade you, I, I don't play that. that. That ain't cool, bro. Like, how are you able to get over that so quickly? It's, it's two-folded, right? Like, I don't have a – one, I don't have, like, a choice, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, like, like, I will say, like, just different things in my career have really prepared me for this moment. You know, when I was in my first stint in Pittsburgh, I got traded to Jacksonville after week one. You know, obviously, like, I know, Cam, your, your career is, like – the most ideal career ever where you go one place, you play there until you, you know, your beard starts turning gray and then, and then you retire. Out, like, hey, it's not turning gray yet. You got plenty of years. Oh, look at yesterday's Josh. This, look at that chid. Look at I know that he chid. cut it. He yeah, cut it before yeah, yeah. the pod. I don't blame him. But hey, where's, um, where's your beard? Come on now. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, man. I uh, I got one. It's somewhere on here. I'll, you know, I got this high res camera. I don't know if you can oh, see it, but it's somewhere under there. Oh my gosh. Oh uh, um, no, but like for that, like obviously, so so getting traded to Jacksonville, you know, uh, and then the expectation was to play. Then Gardner uh, Minshew took over and balled out. Um, so it was really cool to see. But I learned a lot through that experience. You know, just like 
you know, you're always tied to a place. You're tied to where you are. You're where your feet are. But life changes, right? Like life throws you curveballs. And, you know, sometimes like the faster you get over just the emotions of, oh, I thought I was going to be there or I felt really good there. The faster you get over those emotions and accept kind of the reality of whatever your situation is, the quicker you are to be able to maximize that role and that opportunity. So like, yeah, like, did I plan on getting traded to Arizona the week before uh, we, uh, the season? No. Was I caught <laughs> off guard about it? Yes. Yeah. But um, did I learn just how to manage kind of the emotions of it? Just through things that have occurred in my past 100%. And that's kind of giving me the disposition that I have. How, uh, how <laughs> difficult was it getting traded the week before the season started then go to expect to start with a whole new team? You know, I would say if I didn't go through what I went through last year, it would have been more difficult. Like last year, um, so last year, the situation was crazy. I went to Cleveland knowing it was going to be a unique situation. We had three new quarterbacks, Deshaun, Jacoby, myself. All three are new to the system. Obviously, Deshaun's um, stuff off the field, we knew it was going to play into the dynamics of the QB room at some point of the season. And so going into that, I went into that situation with an open mind, right? Like, no, I'm coming here to be the two to start, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how many weeks I'm going to be in this backup role. I'll maximize them, and then we'll figure it out what happens. So I'm sitting there in Cleveland. You know, it's the week Deshaun's coming back. I leave the facility on Monday. Like, we, we play Sunday, play the Buccaneers. We win. So we have victory Monday. Boom, I go in, hit my sauna, you know, cold tub, hot tub, get a little lift in. As I'm leaving the facility – you know, I'm in the car driving home. GM calls me. He says, hey, like Deshaun's coming back. We feel like if we release you over um, the, the third quarterback at the time, uh, then you'll clear waivers and we can bring you back so we can keep the room intact. Going to the offseason, like you're on a one year. Jacoby's on a one year. You know, like Deshaun's going to be our only quarterback signed um, in the offseason, release the other dude. So. You know, we feel like we're taking a gamble, but this is why we're doing this. So for me, you know, as now now kind of the ball is on my court, they're like, hey, we want you to like re-sign back here on practice for tomorrow. I said, you know, in my head, like, what's my goal? Like, what's the end goal? Like, obviously, it's very comfortable here in Cleveland, you know, even though this ordeal has happened, but you'll still be here. You don't have to move your apartment, all this stuff. Um, I said, like, what's the end goal? Like, what do I want? One, out of my career, but two, out of this year. Like, I want an opportunity to play. And I haven't gotten an opportunity in the six years I've been in the league. So I may have to go out on a limb, you know, um, take the road, least travel, take a more difficult route. But to put myself in a position where teams know that you are actively searching for opportunity to get out on the field in some capacity. So instead of going back to Cleveland, you know, I said, I'm going to take the week. I'm going to take I'm going to take a week. Because one, like just mentally, it was I was caught off guard and I was very frustrated with the situation. Uh, but I said I'm gonna take a week and then just like just weigh the other options, see if there's any other options out there. Uh, and so during that week, I went on two visits. I visited Denver, I visited Detroit. So instead of going back to Cleveland, I chose to go to Detroit, um, who had who has had 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 some interest the previous off season, but also knowing like that put your name out there, right? You're you're still on the the waiver wire. You're out there. Teams are seeing that. Oh, like he was in Cleveland. We get the situation. You know, maybe he's looking for opportunity to play, but he's he's actively seeking. You know, you go back to Cleveland, you kind of get swept under the rug. So I go to Detroit there a week and a half, get a call from Tennessee. Boom. They say, hey, like we want you to dress Saturday. It's a Monday. We want you to dress Saturday, get to Tennessee. And then the next week, obviously going to play Dallas on a short week Thursday, first start. So I feel like like putting the ball on my court, you know, trusting my skills to be able to handle a difficult situation allowed, gave me that opportunity to go out and play last year. And so when it comes to getting traded week before the season, you know, going through that craziness, you know, leading up to them playing some meaningful football in December prepared me to understand like how to come into the complex, be myself, you know, quickly get up to speed on a new offense, new personnel, new people, and, you know, then from there go out and play good football. Dude, that's awesome. Um, we talk about your your reality and everything, but we got to talk about, when did you become so petty on TikTok? <laughs> like, I, I'm watching, I'm like, 
this isn't the same Rob Dobbs I know. Like th- this guy is. Maybe that's wild. who it is. Maybe it's Rob yeah, Dobbs on be, TikTok. I might be my alter Rob ego. I might Dobbs need is taking over. Okay, let, let's first address the Micah Parsons darts. Like that that was pretty fitting. Josh Dobbs, I'm putting him on a bulletin board. I'm throwing darts at him. Go cards. No, Micah's a great player, so it's not like I was out here, you know, dogging him. Micah, I mean, he played really well in the game against us, too. Uh, it was just funny. Like, Monday, it was after the game. My mom texted me his TikTok. <laughs> and so I just figured out how to use the stitch button the day before. I said, I got I to put, <laughs> put these new skills to use, practice something. So, uh, no, it's just having fun, man. Like, Social media is a is a great tool. I probably learned a little pettiness from Ramon Foster, you know, Ramon, <laughs> Ramon King Petty up in Pittsburgh. Yes. But um, no, it's just, it, TikTok, social media is a great tool just to be able to like show personality, show who we are off the field, like just show how we interact with each other. So um, yeah, I just I just try to have fun with it. You know, I'm, it ain't too serious. You know, I'm gonna have to play them at some some other point in my career, man. So. We don't really need any any bad blood or anything, but no, nah, it was um, it was it was it was a funny one. People loved it. But the bad blood's got to transfer to the Arizona Cardinals pro shop for not having your jersey, though, bro. I think that might take over more than anything in the social media realm because you look at it and you're like, how the hell do you not have your starting quarterback's jersey right now? I was laughing like when I went in. Um, um, when I went in and it wasn't there, like I was just laughing. Like I, again, like I posted that video too. I wasn't really too upset. Like it was, I just thought it was funny. And then, you know, the Cardinals, you know, they kind of got, got a little uh, shade thrown at them, but it wasn't their fault. You know, I think the stores managed, you know, outside. So it was, it was, the I'm, manager, not gonna, I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw anyone. No, no, not them. <laughs> even the manager of the store. Stores managed remote. So we're not, we're not throwing anyone under the bus, but. It was, it was the car. The Cardinals were fine, you know. It's on. It's, it's on. <laughs> it's online. Okay. The second I walked in, and the lady working there, she was awesome. You know, she recognized me. She's like, "We don't have your jersey." It's like that makes no sense. It's okay. Um, you got your fan come pick it up tomorrow. You guys will be good. Um, don't even worry about it. And then um, she said, "We'll get it fixed asap." Uh, so they went back and checked the next day. They had it all fixed under wrap. So jerseys hey, are live. Hey, You're good now. There we go. Do you want you want to put the link in the in the bio or something? Do, do we need to do that? Yeah, I sell your merch. You're a TikTok star too now. So yeah, sell the merch. Astro Dobbs. Yeah. We got we got Astro Dobbs hat. I'm gonna get Cam one to cover his Ooh. head. It probably doesn't fit you. It's gotta but, be a um, uh, yeah stretch one for sure. Yeah, well, I think we, <laughs> we got some stretchies. We got some XLs. <laughs> give us give us a Big Ben, you know, story. Give us a you know, did you learn a lot from the guy or did he hide it from you? How, how did that go? As we know, like Ben, Ben teaches with like how he, like with what he does, not always like what he says, right? Like Ben's not just going to come out and tell you his secret sauce. Yeah. He's going to show you. If you want to learn it, you better be paying attention. Yeah. Uh, but he's not just going to come out and just be like, "Hey, you know, this is what you should do." Uh, my favorite stories of Ben, though, um, were just like in game, just how much, just like control he had of the offense. I remember um, COVID year, we're playing the Eagles and Ben had a play and he, he, he pulls it out in practice. You know, we do no huddle and Ben's calling it, you know, it's not like the OC's saying the play Ben's calling the plays on the field. It's all on him. Like this is what we're doing next play. This is what we're doing. Calling drives, calling quarters, everything. And so the craziest story, you know, he, he always had one play. I guess I can say it's probably not in their offense. No, I don't want to give away just in case y'all still y'all still got in your offense. So we're not <laughs> inside trainer. We won't we won't give out any secrets. But he always had one play that he loved, and he would call it against like so many looks. Like it was a, like when we would do no huddle period, it was the first play he would call every single week. We were just waiting for him to get the right look. You know, he was getting pushed back. Like that play is never gonna work. Like I see it, but like mm, that play is never gonna work. Like if you ask me, I'll be like. I mean, I don't think it's a good look for it, but you can call it if you want. And so we're playing the Eagles, and it's the fourth quarter. Eagles just came back. I think it's a one-possession game. It's third and six, and he calls the play, and it's like the most perfect look for this play. Like, like he couldn't draw it up any better. 
boom, he hits Chase Claypool, like, right down the middle, touchdown, we go home, we win. Like, stuff like that. Like, he would do that every week. Like, that's obviously one example. But as a young quarterback, like, coming into the NFL, you hear stories of, you know, the older guys, older quarterbacks calling their own plays or just being so in tune to the offense. And, you know, you believe it, but you've never really seen it happen. So your whole perspective is, oh, I mean, like, they got coaches, like the coaches are calling them, like all this stuff. But when you get around a vet, especially like Ben, who is so locked in, so in tune to the offense, and he's just out there just running the show, as a young dude, you're like, all right, what do I have to do to get to that level? And so it's cool to see it, obviously, in practice and then in games and, like, the most um, pressure-packed point of the game, Ben's just out there, like, he's in practice, just dialing up his, his own number, you know, slinging the ball around the field and scoring touchdowns, which was cool to see. Mm. You brought up pressure. We got to talk about Ben gets hurt in 2018 um, to the Baltimore Ravens, and you have to step in. I think we're we're coming out, and so we got to go the length of the field. I think it's third and twenty. Second, second, and 20. 20. second, second and twenty. Second and twenty. Yeah. Play action pass. Play action pass. <laughs> and you hit Juju. What is going through your mind, stepping in the game, and having to deliver such a big play like that? Bro, it was like it was place. like the it was like the fourth quarter. I think we were up. We were up six. So it was a one possession game. Coming out, the play before was like first and 10, and Ben scrambles. And at this, obviously, at this point of his career, he wasn't like a dynamic runner, you know. <laughs> and it's, he's scrambling. They go two man, they drop the three technique. So he has nowhere to go with the ball. He's scrambling, he's running. The three technique catches him from behind, lands on him. And I thought, I thought he was out. Like, I thought that was dead. He's laying on the, on the field, just, just lifeless. And so. <laughs> And so uh, this is obviously my first play. So, you know, Randy looks at me, he goes, go, go get warmed up. So I, I was um, a, a young quarterback, so I didn't have my helmet on me. I thought it was cool to wear the hat with the earpiece. <laughs> I had to go like 30 yards down the field, grab my helmet, get on the field, you know, start warming up. It's probably like 45 degrees. I haven't thrown in an hour and a half. Just try and get warmed up as quickly as possible. Coach T comes to the sideline. Randy goes, Coach T, what are you thinking here? Coach T goes, throw the far across. They haven't covered it all day. No, intense he is. So I'm like, all right. Randy looks at me and goes, you good with that? I'm like, sure. You're the OC. You call the play, man. Like, I don't have a choice. So I run on the field. I think they had a Judon. They had um, uh, what's what's the outside linebacker that's there forever? It wasn't Suggs, right? Suggs. They had Suggs. Suggs okay. was still there. They're all just shouting my name. You know, the crowd's going crazy. He's like second and 14. We call it a deep over, you know, and like Ramon and Pouncey, because I said it's a play action. They're thinking we're going to run like double, like just get it out, you know, punt, move on to move on with the game. I call the play. They all look at me crazy. I'm like, yo, this is what my wristband says. <laughs> like, hey, I'm just, I'm just executing. You're, you're Willie Beeman. That's what they're thinking. Yeah, they thought, I was just, they thought I just picked a random play. Uh, I think the Baltimore, they're like, no chance he's throwing it. Like the safety, didn't, safety has his back to me when I threw it. So I hit Juju on the over. Quow goes silent. First down, sideline gets height. In my head, I'm like, oh, this is easy. Like, <laughs> this is easy. Like, this game's easy. I'm about to go down here, score a touchdown. We're about to go home. Life's good. Like, Josh Stop show. Let, let's get it rolling. My man, Ben comes off the sideline like he was just resurrected on, <laughs> on Easter Sunday. Jogs back on the field, man. He's like, I'm good, I'm good. Goes down, we kick a field goal, we go up nine. We make it a two-possession game, we end up winning. So it was, it was, um, yeah, obviously a pressure moment. Uh, after the first play, man, I, th I thought this football, I thought I had that thing easy. I thought, hey, <laughs> pro football, man, this, this is easy. I can do this. And then obviously Ben came back in and saved the day, so – um, you talked about majoring in aerospace engineering, um, and you spent a month at NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Uh, you actually got to see the um, moon launch. Man. Yeah, the launch. SpaceX yeah, I can't think of the word. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the space launch. How was that? It was crazy. So I spent time NASA Kennedy Space Center 2019, 
2020, right before COVID, like right before the world shut down. So I'm down there and my project was working on the mobile launcher for the Artemis mission. So that's a rocket going back to the moon. So, you know, a part of that, then I had, I got NASA, NASA credentials. So I got to go um, watch the first launch back to the International Space Station from United States soil. And that was crazy. That goes peak COVID. So you couldn't even get on like NASA's um, base down there unless you had official NASA credentials. The president, like President uh, Trump was there. The vice president was there. Elon Musk was there. And then me just in a room watching this this rocket get launched, which was really cool. And then so a part of, so as I said, like I worked on the Artemis mission. So last year they were supposed to uh, launch the Artemis rocket to the moon in August, the week after pre that free weekend we get after preseason. So you know I sit sitting there, I'm like, hey, what am I going to do this weekend? I got a free weekend right before the season. I really want to see this rocket get launched. So I left Cleveland, flew down there, supposed to launch Saturday at like noon. So I fly down to Orlando on the free weekend, get all the way down there. And there was a crack in uh, one of the one of the fuel tanks on the rocket. So it got scrubbed. So they pushed it to like November. So I flew all the way down to Orlando and didn't even get to see the rocket get launched. So that was that was heartbreaking. But I did at least get to see one during my time down there. That's awesome. Are you going to be the first NFL player to be in space? So there's already been one. Leland Melvin, NFL player. Didn't have a long stint in the NFL. Um, I don't want to put my guy out there like that. Was he a quarterback? Wasn't a quarterback. No, I think he was a receiver. Right, first quarterback. So first, first quarterback. quarterback. You're gonna be the first quarterback, first quarterback in space. Yeah, for sure. Maybe, maybe. I don't. I don't. Like, I want to go to space, but I want to. I want to come back. You know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> well, yeah, we want you to come back too. We I don't. Want you to come back. I don't want to be on the one way mission to Mars. You know, we, I, I do want to go to space though. I think that'll be really cool. Okay, we got to talk about the the space link or the Starlink. Okay, Starlink. Is it real? Because I'm under the impression it's a conspiracy. There's really aliens up there, and you're an alien believer. Come on, Cam. Wait, you don't believe in aliens? No, not at all. Oh my gosh, they got you fooled. Serious? NASA got you fooled, bro. Why do you believe in aliens? Because we can't be the only ones out here. I'm not saying we're. I'm not saying we're the only ones out here. So there is aliens. I don't know. There's there's (laughs) one. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying multiple things. I'm saying one, there's no, like, if you try to say the Mexican government and their ET sculpture is proof of aliens, come on now. So there's been no actual proof that aliens are out there. Two, this is what I'll say. So humans have been on earth for thousands of years. This planet has been here for like millions of years. And in all that time, in the last 50 years, 50, 60 years was our first capabilities of leaving Earth and going into space, which obviously created the phenomenon of aliens being out there because now we can go to space. I'm saying in all this time for you to say like the aliens have been to Earth. That means like somewhere out there, there's another planet that's gone through everything Earth's gone through, has created intelligent life, then has life that can then leave that planet, then travel to a whole nother universe and solar system to then interact with another intelligent life that's gone through millions of years just to get to where we are. And I think the odds, you know, just playing the odds are low. I'm not saying there's nothing else got you out fooled, there, man. You're, I'm you're saying the odds of right us now. intersecting. Come on now. You're reading or that we've intersected. You don't read wow. a script, but you haven't yeah. told me one thing that proves that aliens are out there or that there are aliens on earth or interacted with earth. We've had teammates that look like aliens. There's got to be aliens out there. <laughs> you gonna say you gonna say some names or? <laughs> yeah, name names. Name We've names. had some pretty interesting people. Like, you know, you go from your Casey Hamptons to your Troy Palomalos to some freakazoids. Just just crazy phenomenons. There's no way there's not aliens out there. Like to think that we're hard. just we're the center and there's nothing else. I can't I believe that. It. I didn't say that. That's not what I said. They've definitely seen us. Just because we're not advanced doesn't mean they're not advanced. So why? But but what's the proof? The Starlink. Star 
The Starlink. Starlink is not a com- it's not a conspiracy theory for aliens. Starlink, like pro- it provided internet to Ukraine during the war. Like why is so, it floating so over being, Pittsburgh right now? He's so not buying it. Being He's being in that being down at NASA, right? Like what makes what's made SpaceX so cool and so interesting is they launch rockets every single week, and that is them obviously doing Starlink. Now they have the commercial contract go to International Space Station. So it's not a conspiracy. Like they're actually doing work here on Earth. That's what they want you. Then all their launches, all the data that they get is only pushing the space um, industry further. But it's not a conspiracy theory. Okay. And last question. I know I asked a little bit more, but a lot of Steeler fans still love you. We're all still proud of you. Is there a favorite Steeler memory uh, in your time here? Um, You know, mine is just looking back at the Carolina games uh, during the preseason, because I felt like, man, your backs were, your back was against the wall and you seize those moments. And I love seeing that for you. I appreciate it. I think there's two. One was my first play that we talked about in Baltimore. Um, that was really cool. You know, just like just the moment, right? Just coming in, stepping in, and contributing. The second was probably uh, the Carolina game, my second year. Um, you know, didn't know what was going to happen in the QB position. Um, crazy, you know, predictions were, were going out there. And just to be able to step in and just block out the noise and just go out and play football. You know, I really felt free. And at that point, I was just like, hey, like, I'll play good football. If I'm here, I'm here. If I'm not, I'm not. But, you know, people will know how I play, um, how I prepare, and there'll be another opportunity out there. So to go out and then be able to grow into that backup role from year one to year two uh, really meant a lot. And then probably my third, you know, um, coming back to Pittsburgh was a very, you know, unique moment because, you know, you know, I guess I've done it twice now, but not me players like leave a place and then come back to a place. So Who I was pretty back cool. To like, Cleveland? Yeah, you did go back to Cleveland. Too. Yeah, nobody goes back. That's why you got traded because you were crazy enough to go back to Cleveland. <laughs> technically, I didn't play a game there. So te- technically, I went to Arizona. You know, yeah, like, they were like, this scientist is crazy. He actually came back. We didn't think he would actually take this deal, but he came <laughs> back. To, he came back to Cleveland. Let's trade him. <laughs> so let's, let's trade him. Let, let, let's get him out of here. Let's make sure he don't come back. Golly. <laughs> Bro, yeah, crazy. Like, just come, coming back to Pittsburgh, I was cool. And then uh, we actually played Cleveland. Um, I don't know if it was Kobe or not, but Ben was out there. He was doing his no huddle thing, and I told him to call a play. I was like, yo, Ben, call this play. He called it, threw a touchdown on it, gave me a shout-out. That's nice. one of my favorite memories. He trusted me. Who did he throw to? Threw it to uh, James Washington. We were playing Cleveland. Hit him, hit, uh, he hit Denzel on a double move uh, for a touchdown. Drive before, I was like, yo, Ben, you call this play. Next time you're in the red zone, be a touchdown. And there you go. You got a, you got a career as an OC now. As an OC. Yeah, it's an OC as in the OC. future. Well, Josh Dobbs, we want to say thank you for coming on. We found out more about you being a TikTok star, uh, aero engineer. Um, also, you're Rob Dobbs now, Rob Dobbs. Um, and also, now you're going to be an OC. So uh, besides that, we want to say thank you so much for coming on Not Just Football. You've been an amazing Love. guest. We had a lot of fun having you. Appreciate you, man. Good luck this weekend, Cam. Nice you to as meet well, you, brother. Good Thank to meet you all Josh. for having Thanks me. For I'll, see, out, I'll see you in a couple months, Cam. Just don't – you got a big head now. Don't don't land on me when we see each other in a couple months. If I don't have my hat, I'm definitely landing on you. <laughs> Deal. I'll have <laughs> Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And – Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome, guys, to a special segment called A Short Time with a Long Snapper and our very own Log Snapper, Christian Kuntz. Appreciate you coming back. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap Nobody's it up. clapping for that. That's a special guest right there. Clap it up. That's a special where are you, guest. Where, where are you coming from right now? My where are you at? My apartment's mail room. Wow. That, that's a snazzy dog, spot. I didn't want the dog distracting us. My dad was last week. He distracted us. Um, so the mail room right here is it's nice. Nice and quiet. You, you recuperate from the game, too? You had a long game, didn't you? I mean, we all had a pretty long game, I'd say. Yeah. Not How were your snaps this past week? Uh, <laughs> they're never like, – I hate, I hate when you ask me this. They're, they're never as good as you want. They're never as bad as you think. Like, they're never going to be as good as you think they are. never going to be as bad as you think you are. So you've never had a good snap? It's never going to be perfect, like as perfect as you want it to be perfect. You know what I mean? Like he's a perfectionist, Cam. Leave him alone. Like it's never going to be perfect. It's just what it is. It's, it's, there's room to get better always. So would you apply that to the plane we were on this past week? Yeah. Time out. Time out. Time out. What happened? <laughs> what happened? What is going on? Y'all are flying Spirit Airlines or something. What is going on with your plane? No comment. I, I don't really. I don't know. We got home safely again. Um, we weren't in the air this time, which was nice. Yeah. <laughs> At least we were on the ground. Um, yeah. But we got delayed a little bit, which is no problem. We got home, so we're all good. I would just say, like, along with those lines, man, we've had a great pilot, great stewardess, and the flight attendants who've taken care of us. Um, hasn't been easy, but, uh, man, they, they've done their job. Give me some good or goofy special teams plays this week. Um, the Cowboys. I don't know if you guys saw the Cowboys ran a fake. Um, they ran a fake. I think it was a PAT. They mm-hmm. ran a fake PAT. New England had, I think, five guys on the line of scrimmage. No one was up. And the holder caught it, put it down for a second. And then the guy was rushing off the right edge, like laid out to try to block it. And – Obviously, the holder put it down as a fake and got right up. The tight end released, dumped it to the tight end, and they converted. Do you have a fake in for you? We need to do that for you. He would love that. I'm saying I've had 13 years at tight end in field goal, and I've never had a fake call for me. Al Villanueva got a fake before me. I'm kind of pissed about it. Didn't he (laughs) play tight end, though? Didn't he play tight end in college? He played wide receiver in college. Oh, okay. Wide receiver. Well, that makes more sense. I mean, he he's just, ain't moving like that anymore. I would We're give it a moment to talk about it. I would give it to Al. He's more of an athlete than you are. I'm just saying. He, he, he is. He was a receiver. Would you say long snapper is one of the more athletic positions? I mean, no. Yeah, I would keep that to yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that. I would still say that I'm – you saw my handles yesterday with a basketball in the facility, how tight that was on a rope. I was doing rehab, and you stole the ball and wanted to show off your handles when you never dribbled the ball in your life. <laughs> I played. <laughs> you look like you set screens for a living in basketball. Let's be honest. That's important. Thanks, <laughs> The team player. Well, I, was, I was a really good screen setter. Not only was I a good screen setter, I, I knew when to roll, when to slip. I mean, it's not just about setting oh, screens. Oh, wow. That's why I'm top five on the team. Top five Hooper on the team. Top five ugliest. Hooper. Okay. Okay. Next question. Uh, Did you see Sean Payton cut off his sleeves during the middle of the game? I didn't see that. What? What? He cut off his sleeves in the middle of the game? Cut off his sleeves in the middle of the game. So my question to that is, Coach Tomlin cuts off his sleeves. Is that motivating you? Yeah, I'm cutting off my sleeves if Tomlin does it. If Coach T does it, I'm cutting mine. My, my my shorter pad blades are coming up. Whatever he does, I'm doing on game day. Fire it up. Whatever he does? Anything he does? Come on. 
No, I mean, <laughs> it did lead to a 20, 20 point comeback, though. So it must have done something to the team. Might have fired him up. Cam, you should have cut your sleeves off on Sunday. I just won't wear sleeves on Sunday. How about that? Okay. Will that motivate you, Christian? Off the guns. Will that make you squeeze the ball harder? (laughs) What will motivate me if you come back and play? Oh, you think I'm just sitting on my ass not wanting to come back at this point? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Well, you saw the rehab, Christian. What what did the rehab look like the other day when you stole the basketball from him? Dude, he was – I can't make this up. He was squeezing like a a volleyball in between his legs and then he was – It was a basketball. And then he was like, he was, I can't even do it. Right now. I don't have enough room in here. But he was like touching his knees. Like he, I mean, what? He's just doing weird stuff that he, I mean, it's like, he's ready to come back, dude. Let's go. Quit milking it. A milking hit? <laughs> what was I, the last injury you had? You know, last year when I had. Ooh. What is I that? I don't even remember. What is that? I broke. I broke my ribs last year, and I got made fun of, dude. Somehow I get hurt, I get made fun of. But you bet, I bet you played through it, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, you got to play through it. You're sitting on the back of the plate. You, you can't, you're not sitting in first class. They don't, you don't have the luxury to sit out. Hey, Greg Thanks. Warren sat up front. I'll just say that. Did he? Did he really? Why, he was on the team <laughs> yeah. a long time, though. That's yeah. a veteran status thing. That's well-deserved. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. That's well-deserved. Did you uh did you see Jimmy Butler's hair at uh, Media Day this week? I did see Butler's right, hair. So my question is better media day situation here. Jimmy Butler's emo hair or Kenny and Cam's prom photo that was taken? And why weren't you involved in that? Oh, dude, they couldn't have paid me to be involved in that prom photo. Jimmy Butler's hair was way better than the prom photo. The prom photo, does your wife know you took that photo? Yeah, she's seen it. She's comfortable with me. She knows what she got. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was the prom photo, though? Get down to the bottom of this. It was your idea, right, Cam? It was my idea. Kenny was taking photos, and I just I wanted to scare him a little bit, and he, was, he just went with it. He was not into that picture at all. <laughs> There's no way Kenny enjoyed that photo. Do you get to take part in media production, or do they just say, we have the picture from last year? I do take part in media production. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. I got you see my shirt, right? You see my shirt? You like that shirt? Not that shirt yet. I want that shirt. Mike T gave it to me. He didn't give you one? No. Ah, but along this, are you more a volunteer or a hostage? Volunteer. No doubt in my mind that I'm a volunteer. Sometimes it looks like you're a hostage and you don't know what you're doing out there. That's not you're just making up lies again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we need to have we're gonna have a not just football um poll and we're gonna ask the folks is christian coons more of a volunteer or a hostage <laughs> <laughs> volunteer I mean, they will all know it too like if you're a yinzer dude you're and you you know you're a volunteer for the pittsburgh steelers i'm just being real yeah. uh okay so mike t uh, was asked about, he said he, he was going to make changes. Um, and his response was, they're going to have more padded practices. How do you prepare for a padded practice? Um, I'm in, I wear my pads every day. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to snap without pads and then go in the game, you know, snap with pads. So um, I'm in pads every day. Uh, whatever the boss says goes. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's the hardest worker on the team. So he's in pads every day when nobody else can say that, right? What a boss. That's the hardest worker on the team right there. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It, whatever. But Hayden, he only takes like two periods. Don't get it twisted. Like the dude's done in like a 20 minute practice. It doesn't matter. He's still wearing the pads <laughs> when y'all are. That's all that matters. But like, dude, they sit down on the bench sometimes at practice and they watch their iPads and like they sit for like 20 minutes. I'm never sitting like I'm either I'm helping helping the team out some way or another doing something when it's not my period. Like if a guy needs a Gatorade, I'm going to grab my blue Gatorade out of the bottom. I'm going to dig in there and grab the blue Gatorade. 
So long snapper and trainer. That's what you're telling me. No, he's he's a jack of all trades. He does everything, Cab. He does everything. <laughs> he's a glue okay. guy. That's what he is, a glue guy. The glue guy, Christian yep, Coons. He's a glue guy. That's All right. Good. Well, we want to say thank you to Christian Coons for coming on today. Um, and we'll see you next week. Will we? Who am I filling in for next week? You need me to fill in? <laughs> yeah, we do. We may, fill in? we may need you. Yeah, we may. We may. We'll let you know. I don't know. We don't, we don't want to keep hedging our bets and having you come back. It's going to be the, the entire segment. It's going to next week. It's going to be it's going to be me, me and A.B., I'm gonna be wearing me waiting on AB. That's Why cool, you say man. we're waiting on AB? Because we were waiting on Le'Veon last week. I feel like you're gonna do all the killer B's here. All right, we'll put put it out there. Say who you want next week. I can say anybody. 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 You 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 don't have it like that where I could I could tweet at somebody. Well, I don't have. I can't just tweet. say it. Can I think about it and then I'll I'll tell you? Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you next time. See you next time. (laughs)